Hey guys, this is Travis Bayless, Rebecca Erickson. Rebecca Erickson is a recovering bipolar and she has her own practice in therapy. Could you discuss a little bit more about your practice and what you've been doing the last year or so? Sure, absolutely. So I have a private therapy, therapy practice called Hayreen Counseling LLC. And uh, basically what I do is conduct um, psychotherapy to individuals couples, families, children age 5 to 18 and adults. And um, there's three different types of ways I go about doing therapy. So for people that are concerned about COVID, um, I offer telehealth, which is video conferencing. And then I also um, do therapy in people's homes. Um, so I can drive to your home and conduct therapy there. And then I also do walking therapy where I meet with you at like a park or a lake or some kind of natural setting and we walk around the lake or go hiking and we do therapy that way. I started having counseling January of 2020 and it's been going strong since then. And I am accepting new clients and yeah. Do they have to be clients in Minnesota or could they be elsewhere? Cause I think we stated that last time that they have to be in Minnesota. Is that true still or? So, well, yeah, so that it depends on the reciprocity between Minnesota and whatever state. So I know that the Dakotas, like North Dakota, South Dakota has reciprocity with Minnesota. So if you're living in the Dakotas and you want to do like telehealth therapy with me, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you can and that the boards would accept that. But if you live in any other state, um, you are certainly welcome to contact me and I can contact the Board of Marriage and Family Therapy in whatever state you're living in and just see if there's reciprocity with the state of Minnesota where I am. And if, and if there is reciprocity, then yes, I can provide therapy services for you. Now, because of COVID, there's been, you know, a lot of unemployment that's been happening. A lot of people can't afford therapy. Do you provide a sliding scale fee or is there other types of finances that you can help people that might be struggling financially? Absolutely. So I have several different options for people who are struggling financially. I do offer a sliding fee scale, so that is $50 per session, and that can be paid in half per session. So meaning that I offer a split, pay split payment option. So for example, let's say you want to see me for therapy. It would be $50, but you can pay half now and then pay half the next time. And then just keep following half, half, half. And then at the end of therapy, um, whatever, when, I, when you terminate therapy, then you would just pay the remaining balance. I also offer up to three free sessions, three pro bono sessions per client per year. So even if you are a client that can pay the full fee, if something happens to you midway through our time working together and you are suddenly realizing that you can't afford therapy, you do have three free sessions that you can use during a one calendar year. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but she is an adoptee competent therapist. She is Korean adoptee and she does therapy and she has bipolar disorder. So I think this is a great mix when it comes to being able to treat someone because you have the experience. So it's been really troubling for my brother to find an adoptee competent therapist. I think he wants to discuss more about why it's so hard on why people don't take insurance and why most not just adoptees, but most therapists decide to just not take insurance. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, so many therapists, even therapists who are licensed, like fully licensed, choose to do private pay, meaning no insurance, because unfortunately, a lot of insurance companies exploit therapists, providers, and clients. 
and a lot of therapists are kind of anti-insurance companies because, so for example, let's say a therapist normally charges $150 for a 50-minute session, like a regular session, and their client has Medica, for example, or like some, or like UBH or some kind of major insurance company. If when the therapist goes and runs the order through the insurance company, the insurance company, for whatever reason, may only reimburse back $80 out of the $150. And um, when the client gets the bill, the client may not have their full bill covered by insurance. So the insurance company also gets money from the client. So basically, the insurance company gets money from the client and gets money from the provider. And because of this exploitation, a number of therapists are like, well, you know, that's not fair. And why am I giving all this power to insurance companies when really it's not necessary? A lot of insurance companies come in handy when there's large surgical or like medical procedures that cost $10,000. Insurance companies cover you know, like 80% of that, then it's a really good deal. But for something as small as like a $150 session, it's really not fair. Do you think there's anything going to be done about that or you're not aware of it or you're not sure or? Well, I, you know, personally, I want to do something about it. <laughs> like, you know, down my, down my career path, I'd like to target that somehow. Um, but I think that there's a lot of legal issues involved. It, it's a lot of fine print, a lot of little details that are related to policy and the economy and just um, all sorts of complicated things. As to, as to reasons as to why insurance companies take what they do, reimburse what they do, do or don't, you know? And I think it's extremely complicated and I think that um, a lot of people are feel daunted by that and they don't want to deal with it. They'd rather just let the insurance companies control them in that way. But I think there's some people who are fed up with it and are trying to become informed and make some change. So for adoptees in general, she's actually joined an organization, a nonprofit, in which she does therapy sessions. This is great for people that really struggle financially because I guess there's a grant that is paying to keep the organization running. Can you discuss yeah, more about sure. it? Yeah, sure. So um, I was recently asked to join a nonprofit where there's a program in this nonprofit where I believe they received some kind of funding. I don't know exactly, I don't know details of the funding, but the program has a pool of money in which they're granting every client a yearly sum. It's like a chunk of this grant money. And then the client at their disposal gets to select a therapist and use that money that they're given to see the therapist of their choice. And I believe that when their money has run out, they can reapply for another so to speak, you know, gift from the funding. And right now, this organization is desperately looking for adoptee therapists because this agency specifically works with adoptees, foster care and kinship families. And those families specifically want adoptee therapists and there's just hardly any, so. Okay, so Kyle wants me to ask is, what's the difference between adoptee competent therapist and just a regular therapist? What do you have to offer? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> it depends on many factors. So if you have an adoptee therapist, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna be a person of color. They could be a white person who's domestically adopted, but they were adopted. And they could take on clients who are also adopted, but 
international adoption, people who are of color, right? And then you could also have someone like me who's, you know, from Korea who's adopted and then um, work with clients of color as well, but the clients of color could, may not be adopted, but they just want to work with me because I'm a therapist of color. So I've had a number of those people too. And then of course what you just described, you know, like the adoptee of color with the client adoptee of color. So I think the difference between those three gr categories of adoptee therapists versus a, a therapist who's, who's, a, who's not adopted, one would hope that the adoptee therapist would have an idea about issues that are common with adoptees, which will go, which I was going to go into, which tend to be grief. You know, there tends to be a lot of grief around loss, around people leaving them, fears of abandonment, fears of rejection, and some people could argue that oh, anyone can have those fears. I think that's true, but I think that in the adoptee, it's extremely exponentially heightened. And there's many triggers that adoptees have that wouldn't be the same intensity of trigger for a non-adoptee. So the adoptee therapist, if they're a good therapist, would be aware of these triggers that the adoptee has and the intensity behind them and would be able to adequately like work with the adoptee on their triggers and their particular issues with grace and sensitivity and patience and caring compassion. Whereas a therapist who is not an adoptee might mean well, but may just either miss those triggers altogether, may not even be aware of them, or they may be aware of them, but they not approach it from the same level of sensitivity and same level of care. Not because they don't care, but because they're just ignorant or they just don't, they're not aware of, of how sensitive it is for us. And so like my goal as an adoptee therapist is to just have the highest level of consideration and sensitivity for the adoptee and and also being really aware of not putting my issues on the adoptee. Like what I struggle with as an adoptee is not necessarily what some other adoptee struggles with, but to just be really open-minded to the, all of the adoptee issues in general and to just kind of take it as it comes. So, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people that have questions, concerns, is there a way for these people to reach out to you? Oh, or? absolutely. Did yeah. you want to just provide my phone and email? Is that what you would like? Is sure. Email? So email and phone um, is so the best e Yeah, because I have, I have a business phone and I have a business email, so I can just give you that. And then mm -hmm. did you want to just like put it? Yeah, like that a, should be fine. Okay.